Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America in English. From tactical analysis to player updates. We've got you covered on all the latest news on Las Aguilas. Now, let's start the show. This is the Eagle Eye Podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. Uh, today, we're going to be recapping that 2-0 victory over Querétaro at the Estadio Azteca. We're going to be looking ahead into the Jornada 4, even though we're yet still to play the Jornada 3, as we have a doble jornada in the mix as America is going away to the borders, border town of Ciudad Juarez. And, uh, of course, plenty and plenty of transfer rumors to talk about. And those of you joining us to watch and talk and also, you know, get a chance at answering a bonus question for our trivia. Well, you guys are in the right place at the right time. So um, let's get started here and let's talk all things Club America. And joining me today to do so is none of the New York uh, residents, AJ and Christian Rosendo. Gentlemen, how's New York? Um, it's we it's been horrible like in the weekend had snow um it was icy conditions you know get flush and now we just have this weekend a whole bunch of rain that's coming down so it's cold and you know just cloudy in general okay all right well christian can you attest to that yeah no it's definitely not been the best of weather hopefully um we get through this coldness even though i prefer the winter season over the summer i'm getting a little bit sick and tired of it um so let's hope we kind of you know get through the month and then move on to like nicer weather, spring weather. Okay. No, yeah, I agree. I agree. I like that. I like that. Alrighty then. Well, um, gentlemen, we're going to be talking to America and, uh, a lot and lots to talk about AP junior asking whether or not cowboy Dan is going to be joining us. Unfortunately, he is not going to be available tonight. He is a little bit busy doing other things. It is election year. So he's going to be running around the newsroom going crazy, but he does send his regards to all of you, the listeners. So, he wish he could be on here, but unfortunately, he cannot. Um, Chris Rivera saying, today. "What's up, boys? Huh? You're outnumbered today." Oh, yeah, I'm outnumbered. Nice. Chris Rivera, unfortunately, would be what would balance the scales here, but uh, unfortunately, he's unable to do so. But he's able to watch us. So, shout out to Chris, and then of course, uh, comment right here. I like planes. Love that name, by the way. Love that name. Just absolutely amazing. Uh, saying, didn't want to see Brian go. I don't think uh, me or Christian wanted to especially me i think i've been one of the few that believed in him from the get-go so it is unfortunate um so yeah we're gonna be talking about that we're gonna be talking about possible reinforcements question mark question mark or whether or not there won't be reinforcements so we'll get you guys up to date with all that plenty to talk about um plenty to kind of go through here uh but first of all uh for those of you joining us that are here to answer the trivia question i'm not going to keep you guys any longer um, I know that you guys want to get jumpstart into it. So I just want to say thank you to all of you guys who have joined so far in the trivia. Um, and to do so, um, we're going to be bringing out more bonus questions. So make sure you guys follow us on Twitter to keep up to date with everything going on in our trivia. It's going to be a lot of fun. And um, yeah, so um, I'm posting in the comments section the um, the link to where you guys can go and answer the bonus question. And then um, it's a really good one, actually. It's really fun. Uh, it's actually who is the last Brazilian to play for Club America, gentlemen. Now, don't spoil it if you do know the answer. 
All right. I know we talked about this before, I think, AJ. Um, so don't don't mention it, but it should be a good one. Answer it if you guys know the question. The link's right there. Um, and yeah, who was the last Brazilian to play for Blue America? All right. Nice little bonus question for you guys. And hopefully, best of luck. Hopefully, you guys get all those points and uh scale above in the table and whatnot. Um, but okay, before we jump into the men's side of things, I think it's just only fair that we've Maybe recap briefly about the lady side of things since we haven't really spoken much about it. So, AJ, I'm going to give you a platform because I saw the ladies demolish Santos uh, last night in what was a terrific game from the ladies. So talk to me. How has their season been so far? I know they're only four games in, um, but talk to me. You know, what, what's what's going on in the world of Lady Aguilas? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'll start off with like the transfer window. So we had like six departures from the team. So those players are... Harry Hamraoui, Alison Gonzalez, Eva Gonzalez, Monica Rodriguez, Desiree Manso, and Amanda Perez. All big name out there, honestly, would be Alison Gonzalez. She ended up going back to Tigres, so it leaves a, a lot of uh, big sour taste to a lot of uh, of um, America Feminine fans. So for me, I mean, it is what it is. She's going back to the team where it all started for her, so I mean, best luck to her. But everyone else, I mean, other big names like Harry Hamraoui, we did bring her in from Europe, from PSG, hoping that, you know, she would be able to settle in. But unfortunately, she just seems to just never, like, really get herself situated with the team. Like, in the first place, she just looked out of rhythm, didn't understand what the team was asking to offer. It looked like she didn't really have a touch on the ball, really just couldn't, you know, just going to do much to contribute to the team. Um, then you have players like Eva Gonzalez, Marco Rodriguez. They both went to FD Juarez, so the best of luck to them. Especially Monica Rodriguez, she's been with the team for the very beginning of the Copa MX Femini days in 2017. So two-time champ, wishing her the best luck. Same with Ava Gonzalez as well. One of um, a fan favorite at, at America Femini. She'll be missed. Wishing her the best luck at Tijuas. Then we have players like Destiny Manzo and Amanda Perez, both going to Pachuca in the offseason. So it's unfortunate that um, we've lost bench that because some of those players like that, you know, they really could help us out. But we had to let go. And what I would assume America Femini would bring more players in. But unfortunately, we've only brought two players in actually from the transfer window. That being um, Diana Martin from the University of Central Florida, United States, and uh, Mariana Cadena from Rayadas. Uh, Maria Cadena would just be reinforcing the defense for the team. But she's trying to pretty much get herself back to the rhythm of things. You know, she did make her derby in the, in the first uh, Hornada against Atlas, but did look shaky, did end up um, causing us to concede a goal against Atlas. But so far, I mean, she's been getting missed, trying to get um herself back to the rhythm of things, especially now since, you know, she's played for Reyes like all of her entire career now, playing at America. And so it's going to take some time for her to get herself assimilated with the team. And then next would be um Diana Martin coming from University of Central Florida. She's a winger, um, really, really facey. She's able to take on defenders one-on-one. She really has a look at goal, is able to really um, exploit um, the other team's defense on the wing by being able to take on players. Everyone looks at her being that, that she could potentially be, you know, a, potentially another Scarlet Combat. Let's just think that we mentioned like with Destiny Manzo. We would hope that someone could really fill out that area on the left wing or right side or the right wing as well, considering we haven't really had a good winger on this team since Scarlet left. She's left a huge void for America Feminine. And then in terms of like how the games have been so far, first four games of the season. Um, we beat Atlas two ones with um goals from Nati Malion and Sarah Luber. We do one one against Nagaka, which was a really poor performance at the same at Atlanta make any second degree. 
as well just wasn't great. We did get a really nice golasa from Aureli Gatti, but they just weren't really able to convert the rest of their chances in. Um, then we have our 4-0 win against Tijuana, which was much needed with goals coming from Mia Suazua, Nati Maleon, Gatti Martinez, and Canaluna. And then most recently, as Ivan mentioned, a 5-0 win um, at Torreon against Laguna. Patrick Gatti Martinez, a goal from Mia Suazua, and then Andre Perea finally getting her first goal for America So all in all, struggling a bit in this struggling a bit in the first two games of the season, but now I feel like he's starting to understand how to score goals again. Really getting a lot of chances, which is good, but the team still needs to figure out how to convert a lot of those chances, especially in the first half into goals for this team. But so far with the results we having in the last two games, which is nine goals in the game, great to see for the team and I'm hoping to see, you know, for the rest of season going forward that this team just, just converts all their chances into goals I would love to see. And next game we got upcoming would be against Leon this Friday. Um, at the Azteca actually, because they must have been playing at Coapa because they're going to do the whole remodeling with the Azteca so they could really only have Sosula and America at the stadium. But it's nice to see that the, the women's team is finally going to get their chance to play at the Azteca this season before um, America and America Femini will be having to play at another stadium potentially this season going forward. All right. Nice little update right there from AJ regarding the ladies. We'll keep an eye on them, of course, and make sure you guys keep an eye out on our Twitter as AJ keeps you guys up to date with everything going on in the world of, of our Lady Aguilas. Tweets the games, covers them, shares the goals, the gifts, and everything. So make sure you guys stay up to date on our Twitter as AJ does a wonderful job. Uh, covering the ladies so thank you so much AJ and uh, thank you for the report as well Look, hopefully fingers crossed another final for these ladies right much needed and hopefully this time you know get the win because I really I really want that other to want the third ready absolutely absolutely all right gentlemen moving from the ladies and on to what happened at a very rainy Estadio Azteca Christian on Saturday night um, um Andre Harinen gave us the big surprise and put out his star-studded start 11. We were out here talking about it last week, thinking we were going to get an A slash B, B slash C team. Um, I mean, Christian, you talked about it specifically saying that you kind of dissected his words uh, post-game against Tijuana, saying that he wants to give these guys as much time, as many weeks as he can squeeze in. What do you think happened in between that conversation that we had up to Saturday that made him think, you know what? We're going to put all our starters out there. I have no idea that 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 it just made me look like oh, I, like I don't know what I'm talking about basically. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, but it it was a nice surprise though, to kind of get the get the leaked information that we were gonna go with the star eleven, um, at the Azteca, and I think one of the reasons may have to do is it is one of the last times the fans are gonna see the 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 team at the Azteca. I think they're only gonna play one or two more times there, and then that'll be it for about a year and a half. I think. Um. So, you know, I, I, I get that's part of the reason. But I also think that, you know, he wants to get the team back into rhythm. Um, you can kind of see, like, in the first maybe 15, 20 minutes of the game, we, we looked a little bit out of sync. We didn't look like we were connected pretty much well. Um, not reading each other, uh, each other's movements. Uh, Misplaced miss, miss passes here. The shots were kind of a little bit off. But um, as, as the game went on, but you kind of thought we just kind of fell back at, in place. Um, we got comfortable with each other, got comfortable with the game, grew in the game, and then we just started looking like our old self again. Um, but in regards to the, to the lineup, though, I mean, it, it, it's perfect, right? That, that That's the championship lineup, just uh, you know, swap out uh, Layun, obviously, and then putting Kevin, right? And then um, I think it becomes a little bit of a better lineup when you consider um, going on the offense. 
I think Kevin does provide a little bit more of the offensive little uh, coordination with Sendejas. Um, so hopefully, you know, you can see both of them kind of um, link up this season and provide some interesting things going forward, right? Um, but yeah, listen, it was a nice surprise. I, I was happy to see our boys play and I'm um, happy that we got the W. Muted. Muted. My bad, my bad. I'm almost just carried away. Um, No, you're right, though. I, th- I think it was nice being able to see that team again start building some traction. Obviously, you could tell that these guys were a little rusty. I'm um, trying to get back into the rhythm of things. Uh, first half was a little bit of a drag. Um, And I think <laughs> you even kind of messaged in the group chat at, at halftime with like Z's. Because, um, yeah, it, it was not the most enthralling. Though, right? I yeah, mean, yeah. Although, was it? Because I think a lot of people saw this and automatically thought, oh, like, we're going to get goals galore. Like, like, we even said it, like, when we were giving our prediction, like, oh, yeah, like, 1-0, 2-1. But if the A team plays 4-0, 5-0, like, we were expecting this team to blow Queretaro out of the water. Um, and, what, and What did I say? 2 nothing. You said 2 nothing. yeah. Yeah. But if I play the track again, you said if the A team goes, it's 4-0. Did I see it? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I think we need to rewind that. I think I said if the 18 plays, we get to it. But we'll rewind. Did Chris confirm, please? Yeah, Chris Chris can go back and, and, and you know, confirm that for us. Um, but, yeah, it, it's. I, I think we all had that expectation just because we know what this team is capable of. And then, again, no discredit to Querétaro. But you look at the side and you think, it's Querétaro. Like, you, you're thinking, blow them out of the water. Um, but it's, it's, it's good to see that we kind of tapered our expectations down at halftime and that, okay, you know what, these players are coming back, trying to get some rhythm, getting back into the, into the swing of things. And then of course you make a couple of substitutions, things pan out and a good result. I think second half is exactly what we expect the Semenica side to be right. And, and the second goal, I think it defines perfectly what this Jardine America side is, right? It's very good team that plays with the ball understands each other's movements is not greedy understands kind of how to finish a play and what it is that is being asked of from defender to offense so should be hopefully a much more better games in in the upcoming days right we have Juarez and the Caxa both away games which we'll talk about that those are tough in just in general but still should be a fun and interesting matchups whenever we get to those moments. Um, let's see. Uh, Ricardo saying uh, Jonathan Beckenbauer dos Santos is having his career second wind. Um, I think that was interesting that he played center back for like a good chunk of the second half. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? It was definitely odd. Sir. The fact that like... Odd, John... but... Oh, no, yeah, go, go ahead. No, I was just going to mention this. Jonathan dos Santos just been impressed. Like, I just remember us, like, first signing. Everyone's like, really? The guy that we signed, you know, could think what happened with his um other brother, and we're just like, he's going to flop again. And then I feel like after us, after and this that we won the Campeonato, we just turned things around, and that consciousness just gained. He's kind of now, like, proving a lot, Mike, and he's just run that he is that guy, that play that we really need in midfield to help improve, just improve overall. Has been doing a really good job. The fact being that he was one, he was one of the one of the um most passing plays in that entire game. He had like 115 passes made and 109 of them being accurate, 95 percent. 
ridiculous in that and how Christian Mendez, him just playing at center back. Like, yeah, that's odd, but like really impressive as well from someone who's always played in midfield his entire career. As, as Harine was making these substitutions, I just thought the disrespect that he's throwing towards Queretaro that he's just like, you know what? It's fine. I'll play with, with one center back and two fullbacks. And you guys just kind of figure it out from there. Um, but no, I mean, no discredit to Queretaro again, but still, like, they didn't put Jonathan in a situation where you thought, oh, okay, this is going to be dangerous. Um, and even even if they had an opportunity, I think we all felt comfortable in in. Jonathan being able to kind of produce something there. I want to ask a question here because Jonathan is, like we all mentioned, he's been sensational. He has been exactly what America has needed, right? That kind of stopper in between defense and midfield. A little bit of what Guido Rodriguez used to be for America. Who, and I know that this, this paints as a crazy question, but who in your mind has had the much more better effect in that role, would you say it was Guido Rodriguez or would you say it's Jonathan dos Santos? Because I would argue that Jonathan gives you a little bit better of a, of a midfield control. Guido gives you a little bit more of an attacking presence because Guido scored goals. Jonathan really isn't known for scoring goals, but I think what Jonathan provides is a lot of safety in the back and knowing that you're going to be playing through him and know that the pass is going to get there. Guido as well, very good on the ball, very good at times defensively, but you knew going forward, he was your catalyst. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think, I think that that's kind of what the big difference is between them. Um, you kind of have that extra element added when Guido was playing. Um, so you kind of always knew that maybe you get this one or two long shots, but I think I remember the, the goal against Tijuana. Just rips it from from like forty mm-hmm. yards out, right? But that's the unexpected surprise you got from Guido. While Jonathan dos Santos is very solid in the back in recent times, um, I think just Guido, just when he provided that extra element, I think that that made teams have to worry about another man and just become that more that much more. Different. I think it's the fact that Jonah has the I guess luxury to play alongside of a Fidalgo. And Guido not necessarily had that, right? I'm not discrediting Mateos Uribe, but I think, you know, Fidalgo carries a lot. And, you know, that, that... On the creative end, I think so. Exactly. Oh, Uribe did have goals, too. Fidalgo doesn't really produce yeah. many goals. It'll be, it'll be interesting to, 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 to come back a couple years from now and maybe kind of, you know, have this argument of which which squad was better, right? The 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 2018 or the 2020 uh 23 squad, right? It, it'll, it'll be a fun debate to have. It's too close to have it right now. 2023? No, I would say 2018. 2018. That's interesting. That's really interesting. There's very good arguments to be made for both, but I think it's still a little too early. That's why I'm kind of saying, okay, let's let's take a step back. Maybe a couple years down the road we can talk about that because there's a lot of similarities in, in, in both squads if you think about it so it's again an interesting debate to have but down the road I'm sure we can have it Ricardo saying uh, something I've never really seen him say before says, you're right Ivan it's definitely a crazy question <laughs> Guido was uh, America's best player uh, every time he stepped on the pitch except when he had to take a penalty so yeah let's not let's not bring that up yeah yeah, no, uh, absolutely. 
Um, we have a comment from G saying, definitely not. This 2023 squad would mess up the 2018 one more. I'm saying it's, it's, there's a lot, there's, there's a lot of debate to be had here. I think either way, you can pull either way, right? Um, but jumping, yeah, I'm telling you, it's an interesting debate to have, but I think down the road you need to have it. Not so much close to right now because there's, uh, you can't really be as biased because this squad is what's carrying at the moment. And Karen at the moment, it's it was interesting to see how things panned out for America against Letero. Um bringing on Richard Sanchez, I think was the absolute right call to be made right there, Christian. I don't know if you agree. It kind of gave it a little bit more of a catalyst in, in the midfield, added a little bit more of a pressure going forward. I I don't know. How would you describe his inclusion into the game? No, oh, yeah, of course, impactful. Um I think I think Richard Sanchez has been probably the most patient man ever in this past year. Um, obviously taking a little bit of a backseat ever since Jonathan has got into form, right? Um, he had to take a little bit of a step back, not really be on the field as much, but when he does go on the field, you notice him right away, right? Um, whether it be from creating or taking that long shot or, you know, scoring golazos like this, um, basically sealing the final for us just about a month ago. Um, he's always there. He's always important, right? And I'm happy that um, with this performance, hopefully going forward, he'll be considered more for a loving role. Um, whether it be intimate departures or just because he's he's earned it, right? And um, I think I think like I said, when when he steps on the pitch, you 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 just notice that he's a problem. Did you guys see on Twitter, um, that a lot of people were crediting Kevin Alvarez for the goal and not actually Richard? I don't know if you guys saw that. Supposedly, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you guys saw. Kevin was like, "No, it hit me, hit me." (laughs) Interesting. Uh, but yeah. uh, like you mentioned, I think Richard just absolutely gets his credit when when it's more than well deserved. And it's crazy to think that you have a player like that on your bench, AJ, right. but yet still can't make the starting eleven. Mm-hmm. It's a luxury to have, really, at this point. Of course. of course, yeah, no, just whenever you really need that difference maker, Richard's like right there at, uh, at, at your disposal. So if you need like a guy that really like needs to score like a golazo, which we see every time for Richard, he just doesn't score normal goals. Dude just scores like golazos, like bangers, like from 30, 40 yards out, like as like no one else can do it. And I feel like that goal was like much needed for a make start. Like, all right, now let's start scoring more goals at that point. And when you see that second goal, you find get like that, um, that side of relief. You're just like, all right, we got ourselves another goal now. But for me, Richard definitely was the difference maker for this team in the second half. It was much needed. Absolutely. And then we saw a couple more substitutions, right? Kind of man for man, like for like. Um, Chicote comes in again, right? Second game under an America jersey. Gets a lot of booze, which was, again, another hot topic on America Twitter. Some people saying, probably shouldn't boo him. Other people saying, it's fine. Let him get booed. There's an, an, you know, a certain sense of like, okay, you, you know where he's coming from. You understand why he's getting booed. Other people are like, you know what? Let's just chill. He's here now. So... Philip Ortiz asks, how do you guys think Chicote is doing right now? And also follows up with another question saying, why did America get Chicote though? I'm still confused with that signing. And quickly, just to kind of answer Philip's question here, uh, we got him because we needed backup in, in that left back position. And rather than spending, correct me, how much did Monterrey spend for Arteaga AJ? Arteaga, like eight, I think it was like, it was report like, what, 4.5 mil, but like, I think it was going like six dollars. I could be so wrong. I could look so instead up. of instead of America 
spending upwards to maybe $7 million for a left back. They went and they got someone on the market that was free and that has played in this league and that is known to be at least semi-consistent. I, I say that word loosely, but you know what you're getting out of him, right? And so I think America saw the opportunity to bring in someone like Chicote who was on the radar prior to his arrival to Chivas and thought, not spending much money, his wages are not going to be absurd. Let's just go out there, get him, put her, put in his claws, you know, that he has to behave. And I think, Christian, we went over this so much on that podcast when we talked about it. It's kind of a win-win situation if things pan out. If it pans out, right? But I'm I'm still on the fence where um, I think left-back, well, per- just personally for me, I thought left-back and right-wing were the two positions we needed to upgrade this offseason. Um, uh, you have an aging aging player who probably at the end of this contract will not renew with America, right? Um, at least that's what you expect. And then so all of a sudden you hear the announcement that he's renewing six more months, right? But so, <laughs> that so, man's so, on a so, six-month so, leash like right, crazy. So, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll save that for around May, right? Um, and then you have his backup who was supposedly um, going to be one of the best defenders in the league and just didn't really turn out to be that way. Um, managers lost confidence in him and he just really has them in the same tower rate, right? Um, so either of them weren't really a reliable kind of option. And I was hoping that America would kind of realize that and bringing someone to kind of push Puentes and then maybe push him out as the season went on. Um, and if it was at Diego or was someone else, it didn't really matter. I just wanted someone better than Chicote. Um, I, I, like I said, I, it's just a bet. It's a low risk, high reward bet that um, I don't think we needed because there was other players we could have filled that position with if you wanted to go that route. Um, like we all said, Mau Reyes, I think that's literally the perfect low-risk, high-reward kind of bet. He's already there. Don't have to do nothing. Just promote him. Give him minutes. Give him time. We saw a glimpse of him against Manchester City um, and against these European teams, against these friendlies, and you don't, you know, he's not getting any looks, right? Um, but on the business side of it, though, of course, I understand all of it, right? Like, it, it, it makes perfect sense. Um, it's just not the way I would have went just for that route because, like I said, our defense hasn't been the best in recent years, and if you had a chance to upgrade it, I think now would have been the perfect time. Maybe they'll revisit the, 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 the subject in the summer, but I thought they could have done something a little bit better in this market. It could be one of those things where you just kind of test the waters up, up to now and then summer. Because again, this January transfer window hasn't really, and I'm talking not just Liga Mekis, but just kind of globally, hasn't really been as prior January transfer markets. Not a lot of movements going on. Not, at least not a lot of big names moving around either. So it, it just kind of makes sense that you kind of fill a gap, see how it plays out for the next six months, revisit it again in summer. If things don't pan out or if they do, maybe tweak things around, but still. <laughs> Interesting. Um, but that being said, AJ, I don't think he had the best game either. Huh? It hasn't panned out recently. <laughs> I think in all the games he's played, he's looked mediocre at best. Yeah. <laughs> There's um Unfortunately. Uh, yeah, no, our, our, I don't know if you guys follow him, Victor Victor Sila. Um, the one that does the recaps every Yeah. I love that man. Shout out to him. He does an amazing job. Um yeah, he put the 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 clip where Chicote just crosses the ball, but this is the most terrible cross you've ever seen. Just so flat, doesn't really go anywhere, doesn't even get past like two Queretaro defenders. It's funny, um, it's funny you mentioned that though, because I think I remember um Stat Geeks uh posting a graphic and the crossing ability for Chicote was like all the way at the bottom. And it just in my head, I'm like, 
well, that doesn't help us at all because Chavez Reyes really can't cross like that anymore. And he used to. Luis Fuentes really doesn't do it as much. And now you're bringing in someone who can't even do it as well. It's just, no, it's just, like I said, certain aspects of this signing just don't make sense to me. Um, maybe just me personally. I just don't like the, the guy. I just don't like the signing. Um, so I'm trying to find things to nitpick at, but it just, it just doesn't make sense. These little things. But like everyone is hoping, I think it'll plan out in the future. Hopefully, maybe with more minutes, we'll see better performances. But like I've reiterated before, I think his performances, his four performances we've seen from him have been just mediocre at best. You know something that also doesn't make sense, AJ? Mm. Why America continues to cross the ball consistently? And, and that was what's frustrating me the most in the first half. Now that you're talking about uh, Chicota's crossing and everything, this America side is not built for uh, a crossing tactic, right? Your wingers don't get to the byline and then cross it in. Your wingers, you know, they, they go out wide, they spread the defense, and then you kind of build one-two passes and cut the line. It just didn't make sense. Like we do, we don't have Peter Crouch in 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 in, <laughs> in the box. Like you have Henry. He's not look. He's great in the air, but he's got two, three defenders at times. You're not overloading that 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 box with attackers, right? You're not yeah, seeing no. uh, Diego Valdez. You're not seeing Fidalgo. You're not seeing all your midfielders going rushing in there. Why? Why? Just revert to crossing. It made no sense to me whatsoever in the first half. We're all, we we play through short passes and through balls. We'll always do that. I'm not understanding because that you mentioned we we ain't got a lanky like six seven forward up front that can just hit the ball with these. Nah, you got you got a player in Quinones where he's not really a natural nine. He's a winger, so he's never you're really never gonna see a guy like him trying to hit the ball. Mitchell Hendy, he he's good in the air, but it's just like we really don't have the players that really should be crossing the ball. I mean, like the reality, like Chris Puente by Chicago, this dude had like, I think he had two out of eight long passes, one out of three crosses. Just like, you cannot cross. We have no guys that really cross balls, like, or where they attempt to cross it, it doesn't connect with anyone, though. Like, it, it just ends up going off of a Quereto defender, or and I make a player where I get it, but it's just like, it doesn't lead to a goal. They're just going to hold it and either try to then pass it right back out again and see if they, if, see if they can try to do a through ball or a short pass to someone else, but just. You know, if the, if it's not gonna work, if it's not gonna work out the first, second, or third time, what makes you think that you that the fourth or fifth time is gonna work this time? It's not gonna work. Just do what you've been doing best, and just pl- and just playing the ball on the ground, not in the air. We don't really have the forwards to really being able to um work in the air to try to score um headers. It's just not gonna happen with this team, especially where it seems like every time we're crossing the ball, there's like three guys that are like always right there. I've like. Even when there's only like a heavy in the box, or you know, it's just not gonna pan out well for them. Even if they do match, they either get their hand on the ball, it just goes off target. Regardless of the awkward position that they're in, when they have when they're just surrounded by that many defenders. Yeah, I mean, that's what was most frustrating to me, and and I think I even mentioned to you guys at halftime. I was like, stop crossing the ball, um, and they didn't, and they reverted to what they know, which is. You know, quote unquote, Joga Bonito and playing fast balls, one, two passes, breaking the lines like that. Um, and I mean, that's how you get the second goal. Honestly, it's very well worked uh, movement of the ball and pay dividend. You score a goal. So, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, the, the players are are gearing up. They're building a, a more confident and they're kind of getting back into the rhythm of things. Um, 
And I think it was, it was a good display at the end of the day, 2-0. You kind of just chuck it up and you say, you know what? Three points secured. Call it a day. It's kind of end the night like that. I mean, not really much more to say in that. No, Christian? No, yeah, definitely. Um, I obviously there's things to work on, right? Just it's just with with with, with game time, right? You'll 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 get back to the old championship caliber team that we all know and love. Um, I think something we need to point out too is that for the next game, but we're sure we'll get into it a little bit. Um, just take take better shots. I think uh we had seven shots, only two of them went on target. Obviously, the two of them that were target were the goals. Um, so it just that's opposed to everything else, just wasn't near target, right? So we need to kind of fine tune that. I think we should be you know, getting higher scoring chances. Um, and you know, we'll see this team shine back to normal, right? I just we just I think this is the perfect week to do it. We have two games, two winnable games, no disrespect obviously to our opponents, but these are games we should be winning, whether they're home or away. Um, I think these are the perfect games to kind of get us back to that game rhythm and that championship caliber essence place. Absolutely, absolutely. And you made a very good note of that and we'll talk about that in just a second whenever we talk what is away. Um but yeah, that pretty wraps it up. That's America versus Querétaro. Uh, second to last game in the Estadio Seca for the next two years. That's wild in its sense. Um, last game is actually going to be against Monterrey. So that's going to be interesting. That should be fun. Uh, yeah, it should be fun. It'd be a spectacular event. Um, but yeah, absolutely amazing. Uh, let's move on and let's move forward into the next topic, which is I know a lot of people talking about this is the fact that we have some transfer rumors and transfer updates. Um, Christian, as of right now, as we're recording Tuesday, January 23rd, it is about a 90% chance from what I'm looking and what I'm seeing. 90% chance that Brian Rodriguez is leaving to Fiorentina. So 90% chance is very generous. Very generous. <laughs> That's very generous. What would you yeah. give it? What would you give it? Probably like a 98 right now. <laughs> yeah, no, there's very little wiggle room for this thing yeah, to no, kind of fall and collapse. Bad has to happen right now to all little for this deal to fall. Um, and, and, and just to add on to that, he did not travel with the team to Juarez also, so he will not be in the Maxi squad for that game tomorrow night, Um, which all pretty much just confirms that he's probably just finishing up whatever he needs to do uh, finalizing the transfer, but it does seem like we are losing a left winger in Brian Rodriguez, um, who, did, who didn't play for second half of the most of the second half of the season. Um, but I think his his presence on the field as a super sub, I guess, and for the for the most time being a starter, also um, will be missed. Um, I think that he he provided uh, qualities that I don't think we have in other players. Um, and it just seemed like he always just he always just came close with just that one goal when he kind of you know open the floodgates or kind of just break a deadlock. Um, it seemed like he was the one to kind of do it. Um, like I said, though, I, I think it's going to be, we're, we're going to miss him. Maybe not to a point where like, we're going to be like, oh my God, like our season's doomed. Like, I don't think it goes, it goes that far, but I think a, a, a presence like that is needed on the team. And I don't think anyone else can kind of fill that role. Hopefully people can grow into the role, but it's definitely going to be a, a, a loss for me. You know, the worst thing about it is that Andre Jarine's system takes a huge, huge loss with Brian Rodriguez leaving. And I say that because he is the most natural winger that fits in perfectly to his role and to his style. And I, that's why you saw him start so much in, in, in the first half of last season, because it, it worked so perfectly because he understood the assignment. It was grab the ball, take on players, 
you know, open up the channels, open up the wings. And he did that perfectly. And so you're right, Christian, we don't have another player that is good like that. Quick on his feet, can take on as a dribbler, can kind of get himself out of tight situations whenever there's like one or two players marking him. You kind of get the sense of, all right, he's just one little trick from getting away from his mark. And and it opens up space for America to then run into. Uh, it's just he he worked perfectly under this Andre Jardine system. And you're right. We don't have someone like that. Quinones can be that player, but sometimes he drifts too much in the middle and I think he gets lost in there. So you need someone like Brian, someone that can consistently stay out wide, stay to the wing, play a little bit to the touchline and kind of take on players. And it's unfortunate that you lose them this close to the end of the transfer window. We're talking eight days at this point. Eight days. And I don't know if America has a plan B. I don't know if America has an eye on a player or two. Gibran even came out to say, we might not get another player. Right. So yeah, no, the cryptic tweet was that it might not be. So someone asked him if we were doing, if America was looking for a Mexican replacement or someone in the four market, he said, it's probably neither of them. Like, meaning that we're probably not going to be going out to get a replacement. I mean, on one part, obviously we're upset because we need a, a replacement. In my opinion, I think we, we should be going out for one. But then also it, you kind of play devil's advocate. It's like, well, you have eight days and knowing buying is just track records with little time and transfers. doesn't all really pan out, right? And then we're just going to be upset whoever he brings in because he's probably not going to be the ideal candidate that we all want. Um, so I, I guess really, you really can't win in this situation. Um, I think you just kind of hope for the best and hope that Cabecita or Chava Reyes or whoever you put on that left wing side, other than Quinones, obviously, um, can kind of ride to the chance whenever the team needs it because throughout the season, there are going to be those matches where you are going to be in deadlock situations, right? And you are going to need someone to kind of break the lines and kind of provide that spark. And like I said, I haven't, I don't have that much confidence in Cabecita and Chava to do that. Um, but like I said, I hope they grow into it because, you know, we're, we're going to need it. Yeah, AJ, none of these uh, other players that we or even five-star skill moves uh, type of player that, that you kind of need in, in those situations. So, um, yeah, it's a huge loss, you know? Yeah, no, unfortunate, really. Um, Brian Rodriguez, like, he really brought in that creativity we desperately needed from that left wing side, you know, someone who really just could dribble the ball and take, just really att- um, attack the fullback, get inside, give a nice cross to the box to find someone or maybe something he'll even take matters into his own hands and create a chance for himself to score. Um, it's unfortunate we did pick up the injury for the second for the second half of last, so he really didn't get to play much. Um, presence really was um missed on the team, but we were still able to get the thing work done with players that we had at the disposal at the left wing side, whether that be with Cabecito Rodriguez, whether it would be with Chavarez playing up there temporarily to fill in the spot. But yeah, no unfortunate that you know his time in America is gonna be coming to an end but I mean hey we're getting dough at the end from this a good amount of money so I mean I ain't complaining about that but also just sucks as well that we really don't have anyone at the moment that could replicate what Brian Rodriguez does at that left wing side so like for America to really find someone now it's really unlikely I think what G Brian just confirmed as well like we're not gonna most likely not buy anyone so it's really gonna be up to obviously since now at this point to try their very to try their best to do or if we really need to slot Quinones right in there, but I don't know. Just it's unfortunate that we're gonna just lose Brian Rodriguez like um for this team. I think we're all we're all like like I like planes just kind of with that tear in our eye and saying, Well, 
it was a good run. It was a good run indeed with uh <laughs> wait sorry, I'm I'm laughing because AP Junior is saying, oh. or we can buy CR seven. <laughs> Yo, we don't got that we don't got that kind of money. So. Uh-oh, we could probably afford his release clause. We just probably can't afford his wages. That's for sure. We we <laughs> we would need. I mean, I don't even know what we would need. We would need to get Bimbo to pay if, if everything that they make plus Coca Cola plus Televisa just to kind of cover Cristiano Ronaldo for like a year. But if yeah, if that, if that. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's this Brian Rodriguez. Um. When and eventually this becomes official, uh, we'll tweet it out and we'll let you guys know. Uh, and unfortunately, well, Brian Rodriguez is uh, is leaving. Midwestern Cholo saying they can take Brian Rodriguez, but not Fidalgo. And I think that is uh, a statement that you can attest by, Christian. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, you guys all know how I feel about Fidalgo, right? That's, uh, that's my man right there. And the, the initial rumors got me thinking that this, this, I may have seen the last time, the last of Fidalgo, right? But um, as new reports show up, it seems like it's closer. It's more 50-50 now rather than yeah. last week. I think last week was more about 80-20. And then with new reports servicing uh, today and yes, yesterday and today, um, it seems like it dropped down to a little bit of 50-50, right? So we'll see. Um, I'm kind of optimistic that he doesn't go in this market. Um, like I, I mentioned in the group chat, I, I was prepared for his departure in the summer um, along with a couple of others. Right? I think in the summer we're going to see a lot of movements. Um, but I think I think we need to hold on for Vidal, especially if we want to aspire for the Vicam Vidanta and uh, the the Concacaf Champions Cup. Yeah, I would argue he's more detrimental than Brian Rodriguez, which is is a huge leap for me to say because I was a huge Brian Rodriguez fan. But um, just kind of understand that Fidalgo is too pivotal to to decide. So yeah, and that's an update on the Fidalgo news. Now, Christian, you mentioned Brian didn't travel. Another player that didn't travel was Sebastian Cáceres. Now, don't worry. Alarms aren't necessarily ringing because he's not going to be playing with America ever again. But AJ looks like he picked up a knock. Let's not forget, he did only play 45 minutes against Queretaro mm-hmm. because I think he got a stepped on pretty yeah. hard. Um, and now he's uh, going to be unavailable due to that injury. But it doesn't look like necessarily it's because he's going to be leaving America this transfer window. Yeah, no, I feel like maybe it's more like of a summer thing. Like, it's inevitable we're going to lose Castellas, but just not right now, because right now, I don't really think it's time for America to really be selling, like, more than one player, considering that there's, like, only eight days left in the transfer window. And luckily, we do have players that can back up at the center back position, but just, I don't think we really just cannot let go of Castellas now. The summertime, that, that's more appropriate, because by then, hopefully, if, you know, by decide to start working immediately, we can then start bonding, you know, our replacement for Costas, but no, it's unfortunate that we did lose him all, um for this game only, but like it shouldn't be. No, no worries. I mean, we have Jonathan Dos Santos. He's gonna play center back. We should be fine. Facts. Going for a full <laughs> ninety. This time. going for the full ninety this time. How how tight would you be if you're if you're Ramon Juarez and you see Jonathan Dos Santos start on Wednesday as center back instead of you? Yeah, no. imagine being him or Yeah, exactly. I mean, I would be super upset, but I, I I don't think that's gonna be the case. We'll get to that a little bit later. Um, as far as transfer rumors goes, I think that's the only thing I had on on my notes here, which was the Casares update. Hidalgo, you mentioned it, and then of course the imminent departure of Brian Rodriguez. Christian, right. you, do you see anything else on your spectrum? 
No, nothing. Eh. Um, Chris mentioned it. Um, it was Zenit that uh, said they were interested in Fidalgo. Um, somewhere around the, the thing of seven to ten million going to America. Seems like Fidalgo doesn't want the the, the move to Russia. Um, so that kind of just you know back to what I said about the whole fifty fifty thing. Um, so hopefully with as the week goes by and the days start being less, it comes back to like twenty eighty that he you know like he's not leaving. And we could all be happy for six more months um, and then start preparing for our sadness in some. Um, well, but, if you look, uh-huh. go, go. And I'm saying that, but that's all I have on departures for now. Um, like Ivan always says, as, as more information sheds light, uh, follow us on Twitter and we'll keep you updated there. Um, nothing on arrivals either. Uh, I, I don't think we'll see any arrivals for this mm-hmm. for this market. Um, so let's just pray and hope that there are no more departures other than the right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what we need. Um, because really at the start of the season, when they were starting to say that oh, Medico's starting to shake things up, players going to be leaving left, right, and center. I was worried, but now we're about eight days away. If we come back next week and we talk, and we're just a day or two away from the transfer window closing, and we're kind of in the same state, I think we'll be fine. I think we're right. good. Um, I don't think Medico would be. I mean, it would take ridiculous amount of money for them to yeah. lose someone on the last day. That's all I'm gonna say. And if that's the case, then I'm fine because you got a really cashed. good paycheck. Yeah. I mean, you cashed out pretty good. Um, and you can spend that wisely come summer. So we'll, we'll see. Um, but yeah, that's transfer news and updates that we have uh, in regards to America. So, uh, you know, make sure. I know Christian already reiterated this, but follow us on Twitter. We'll keep you guys up to date with everything in the next week when we come back and talk. Hopefully the conversation is the same and nothing too crazy has happened within within that time frame. Um right, gentlemen, let's talk uh let's talk double jornada. Let's talk what is why are we playing jornada cuatro before the jornada tres, gentlemen? Did anyone answer that? I think it's scheduling issues. I think because we're playing like the, the champions cup. I think Yeah, it's like right? it was kinda so. just falled into it. So they were like, Oh, you have open week, or oh, we'll just swap the game in here. I think that's the reason. Don't quote me on that. I'm not trying to spread false information, but I think it's just <laughs> scheduling issues. Lying to everyone. <laughs> I think it's just scheduling issues that that's why we're playing for another four first and then three on Saturday. So look, the interesting thing is, so we have the champions, uh, the CONCACAF, mm-hmm. the CONCACAF champions on the 6th of February. Um, and the league, the league itself is playing Jornada 4 next week on the 30th and the 31st. So it doesn't make sense as to why you would slot it there. My thing is, I think they just said, you know what? Why are we going to have so many games bunched up together? Let's just spread it out. Let's have a couple. Because we're not the only ones playing Jornada uh, 4 tomorrow. Four you have teams. San Luis Tigres, Monterrey, Querétaro. Mm-hmm. Teams which also, which is, yeah, just reminded me, teams in the Champions League. Why though? This makes no sense. The rest of the league is playing it on uh, on Wednesday and, and, and Tuesday of next week. It makes no sense to me, but I, I mean, I guess that that's got to be the reason, you know? I guess spread it out once a couple teams this week and then a couple teams next week. Yeah. TV and the, that's that's, that's what I'm assuming. <laughs> that's what I'm assuming. Chris is saying because Mexicans don't know how to count or do math. And, and, and G says that is the reason. So... Yeah, it might have been someone that just absolutely was Source like, you know what? Bro. All right, so we'll go with that. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Absolutely. 
And Miss Midwestern Cholo saying the same. You know why is Chivas not there though? Because obviously they're playing um, in the Concacaf Champions League as well as us. But look, I'm all I'm gonna say is this is the most Liga MX thing that is probably gonna happen this week. Uh, and then it's just the thing, you know, you're going to play with another four, then Saturday you're going to play with another three, and somehow we just kind of have to be okay with it. Okay. So let's travel into the future, gentlemen, and let's talk uh, with another four. This game is going to be an interesting one. In recent times, AJ, I feel like going to Juarez has never been the best games for America. I'm not to say that we haven't gotten results in that stadium because we have, right? Um, obviously, we've won a title there not too long ago, a couple of years back. So it's it's not the most kind of terrible stadium to go play at, but you look at it and, and you can see why things get difficult for America. Although this Juarez side, correct me if I'm wrong, doesn't loom as strong as maybe as the other ones that we've had to face before. I mean... Their star signing lost his wallet and they had to find uh they had to make a flyer about it. So I mean that just kind of puts you into state of what this water side is, is is like. Yeah, no. Um just like really looking, there's really no one that doesn't really capture my attention or like see Astro. I mean there's Hurtado, but he's just not the same player as he was like in his in his Monterey days. There's Sebastian Jurado, but I mean like dude just kind of dipped after Vera after his Vera. So I mean I'm not really sure about how, how and he was the goalkeeper when we scored seven right so <laughs> yeah so i mean it's probably the reason why he's over there but i mean yeah i mean they're you don't got they don't got points in the first two games of the season so far so i mean but either way going away at modest i mean it's never a fun time you mentioned though we did get ourselves a chip over there well a trophy go by mckees back in what 2019 it was um but should paint to be a good one, even though it's like at a weird it's at a weird um day of week on a Wednesday out of all things. Um should, nonetheless though, should be a good match. We are gonna be missing some players though for this upcoming match. One of the last first mentioned we have a seat, so we're not gonna really have on the left wings. It's more we're gonna have to see who we're gonna slot in. Probably might see maybe a Chavarias in that, but hopefully, you know, that I make try to get the job done over there at um over there at Wadis. Christian, talk to me about this predicting starting eleven that you got cooking here. Obviously, no cabecita either. He's still kind of and feeling trying to get a little bit better from his injury. I think it was um uh what was it? Sobrecarga muscular. So basically, he just did a lot, did one too many push-ups, and now he has to rest a little bit more. So, uh, no cabecita Rodriguez. I don't think he was going to slot into the starting eleven either way. Um. But no Sebastian Cáceres as well. So what are you going with if 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 you're hiding there for this game? See, I'm scared to do these now because like <laughs> for all we know tomorrow he's just gonna like put out put out the, the U23 and then I'm Imagine. Gonna be like an idiot again. But considering he doesn't want to be like an idiot, right? I'm just gonna go with the safe option here and go that we're going star study. right? So we're going with Malagon in net. The back line will be Kevin Alvarez, Igor Lusnowski. Ramon Juarez and Luis Fuentes uh, in the midfield, Don Santos Santos and Alvaro Fidalgo. On the right wing, we'll have Alejandro Tejas. On the left, we'll have Quinones. In the middle, Diego Valdez. And up top, Okay, I like it. Again, star-studded, literally rinse and repeat, except with the mm-hmm. fact that Cáceres isn't going to be playing. Right. Just, so... Uh, let, the, let, 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 the, let the star-studded team 
get a couple moments under their belts, get back into season form, you know, uh, kind of just cement themselves. We'll go out and win the game. Absolutely. No Please. Luis saying, where's Insarulde, by the way? Insarulde. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh man what a callback that would be um chris is saying that he would start chicote instead Dude, so, I'm, trying, I'm, I'm trying to get scared honestly it, man, it could happen yeah, i don't know man it, i, I, I have a feeling he's gonna do it it's considered double or nada has chris's nudes or something because this is <laughs> yeah, he control, has man. to at this point <laughs> this is getting out of control man uh regardless um it's it's a good start in 11 and the most important thing that i want to bring up is it feels like this this season America's gonna have a lot of games on the road. And on top of that, you're not gonna be playing at the Estadio Azteca. So it's gonna take a while for your stadium to feel like your your new stadium to feel like your new home. So it's gonna feel like an away game a couple of times. So I definitely would start the starters, kind of get them together and be like, all right, start getting a sense of what it is to be like on the road and playing. So again. I expect a star-studded squad. Now, do I expect this team to blow Juarez out of the water? Of course. Is that going to happen? Probably not likely, AJ. We saw what happened against Queretaro. Didn't have the best of starts. But I do think that we're going to see a much better America side. Um, just granted how Queretaro... I mean, Juarez is going to be playing against us. I expect them to kind of do what Queretaro did and was sit back, kind of bunch up the midfield, disrupt America's kind of passing and then kind of see whether or not their wingers are capable of producing anything. So to you, who has to have kind of that big game in order to kind of break down this Juarez defense? I feel like it's got to be Henry for me this time around. You know, I want to find his goal scoring for him again. You know, he start, he's starting again for America. I feel this is like a time, you know, trying to get himself a group of things, starts bagging him some again. He didn't really contribute as much in the last game. Um, he was he was there, but really wasn't doing as much. So I feel it's like a perfect game, you know, against a team that's desperate for, for points, but at the same time, I feel they're just gonna try to soak in all of that pressure as much as they can for America. Hopefully, try to disrupt any pass they can do in midfield and try to catch them on a counter. But I feel it's like a good time for him as well to really, you know, fit, um, get himself open. America doing what they usually do with the with the quick with the quick passes, you know, short short passes, um, balls games that they can do, and I just. I feel like Henry, it should be the time for him, you know, bag himself a goal or two to catch himself into the group of things again. But this is the, the this is the guy that's gonna be my go-to player for this match. All right, I like it, Christian. You got a player? I do. I got our number ten. Um, I think our number ten needs to, needs to show up to the game. I think he needs to be the creative outlet. Um, get uh in scoring positions. Get Henry Martin scoring positions. Get Keenan scoring positions. Right. Um, Keenan had a good start. Um, also continue that, but I think Diego Valdez is the one that really needs to be at the at the head of everything and kind of get the team's offensive juices flowing. Yeah, no, I agree. I think Diego Valdez had sparks in the Querétaro game, and he kind of died down. Um, and another player for me was Kevin Alvarez. I think he needs to step it up, really. To be honest, like, he just he's he seemed the shadow of himself recently. Obviously, coming from that injury. Um, that kept him out of, of, of the Ligia for quite some time. Uh, I just feel like he needs to produce more. We know what he's capable of doing. I know we criticize him heavily sometimes for this defending side of things. I actually think it's gotten a little bit better. It's just the fact that offensively, sometimes it, he just looks a little bit poor, a, a little bit kind of 
one step behind the play. Um, so I, I wanted to kind of take this opportunity to kind of get back into the rhythm of things and hopefully get 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 to the to the point where he, he was the player that we all expected him to be. So it, it should be an interesting one. AP Jr. kind of gave us his predicted line. He said, anybody but Ochoa. His AP Jr. is absolutely ripping me one here saying that... Um, <laughs> I'm trying to go back to the uh, original comment here. This is going to trigger Ivan, but Oscar Jimenez over Ochoa. So I just everyone's just trying to come at me for some reason. Why you guys leave Ochoa alone? He's done nothing but give you I guys a debate. We should have like a separate like like aside from, <laughs> from, from the weekly podcast. It's like a debate podcast. We a get debate on podcast. Like mm-hmm. with the question why, would be like, why does everyone hate Ochoa? Yeah, no, or, or or why is Ochoa the best goalkeeper in the world, but no one actually wants to admit it? That would be some some podcasts yeah, and I, I would, would die on, on that hill. The other side, but <laughs> while I do, I do love a tour and respect the crap out of a tour. I don't know if I agree with that statement there, buddy. Hey, don't worry. Give me about 40 minutes. I might be able to change your mind. Um, but yeah, no, that would be interesting to have that debate. Absolutely. <laughs> AP Jr. saying, I agree with Christian and, uh, and L take Ivan. <laughs> Another debate would be why Venus was the perfect backup, but none of you guys will look that. No, oh my god! I'm ready to fight everyone on that <laughs> one. He's a one-season wonder. It's okay, Chris. And I'm ready to on. fight everyone on that one. You wouldn't have done that, hill. I'll come prepared. PowerPoint, videos, and everything. <laughs> All right. Well, keep an eye out on uh, keep an eye out on that, guys, for our our our, our heated debates uh, on the EY podcast. Um. Well, gentlemen, give me your predictions for tomorrow's matchup, right? 24 hours away before America ends up going to play at Juarez. What are you guys going with, uh, AJ? 2-1 America. 2-1 America? Okay. I like it. Christian? Oh, 2 2 nothing. Another 2 nothing. Okay. I like it. Um, see, this, this game kind of gives me that feeling of it's going to go either a 1-0, kind of like a scrappy 1-0, a little bit boring, but job gets done or i can see america just opening the floodgates and it's like an easily like a 4-1 for america so i'm just gonna go down the middle i'm just gonna go 2-1 so why is this really bad actually look that's what i say no discredit but Draw, i just feel like it loss, could be loss, it can go either way loss, so they they drew their recent game they drew against Cruz Azul. Mm-hmm. they haven't then they won. lost their opener they haven't won since October 25th. Let's hopefully that it's another year before they win. So, I mean, look, we, we, lo- we lost against this squad, this squad side last year. Yeah, season, this is so personal because exactly. Oh, yeah, it is. We literally, it is. put Jamakos on the pitch only for us to then just lose the game ball because of that. So. Imagine yeah. if America's winning like, like 3 0 and then. And then Heiden uh, is like, all right, all these, all this, uh, all the U twenty threes, just gear up. You're going out there, <laughs> yeah, and kind of get your vindication. And then we bottled it for, and then we bottled it for three. <laughs> for yeah. three, we lose. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's about to put the hashtag for at that point. Like it's done. Yeah, no, crazy. yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, Chris saying he's going with a one zero for America. Louis going with the four zero. Very, uh, very adamant there. So we'll see if uh, that comes to fruition. We all love goals. And I think this America side has abundance of them. But like you mentioned, Christian, they need to be uh, clinical. They need to kind of take a little bit more shots and, and put themselves in more of scoring positions 
and taking the chances, really, because all of you guys already know how I feel about Kenyonis. I'm not gonna talk about it. The fact that yeah, I feel like he just oh, loves to miss rather than to have. score. Like, yeah, exactly. Kenyonis is a bust. Yeah, no, because he is. Um, oh, <laughs> even though he even though he gave us the title, right? <laughs> uh, but but AJ, you mentioned it too. Henry, I think you know he needs to put himself in those positions as well. Not to say that he had a bad game against Querétaro, because I, I think they just kind of neutralized him. Um, but it's about those those opportunities and kind of learning and and, and because at one point a lot of these teams are gonna understand how you play, and if they're like, oh, you just gotta throw two three defenders on him, and he's gonna be neutralized. Like you gotta find ways around that to kind of still be a threat. Um, and the same goes with Diego Valdez, right? Taking he's got a great right foot. He's got to take more shots, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, we got more predictions here. AP Junior saying three two. Okay. All right, goal galore. I like it. Well, not really. Actually, I would hate a three two. Um, G going with a three one. Uh, and then Chris saying one zero. Am I glad we left the Copa Mekis? Yeah, absolutely. I I, I think. Chris, you traveled back in time to the wrong, uh, to the wrong podcast. Um, that was a scary. Game. I like planes. That win was crazy. It was absolutely. I like planes saying three one with error in defense. I definitely see that happening, but not by Ramon Juarez though. He's like him and give him his flowers in 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 the games that he played. Solid, absolutely solid. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. Anything else you guys want to add up in regards to this game against uh, FC Juarez? We better win. We better win. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that far to say that, but uh, I did mention it last week. It was important that America racks up the points early on because these are quote unquote favorable, winnable games, uh, and you can't give yourself the luxury to to drop points uh, against these teams when later down in the season you're going up against you know your quote unquote rival contenders, and you know you're having to be like, all right, I need to need to kind of get these victories away on the road, which is difficult. Um, so give yourself that cushion. That way you can kind of focus on CONCACAF Champions League um, and things just kind of flow as we expect them to be. So should be interesting. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, I think that pretty much wraps it up, no? Hmm. I think so. I mean, we do have things locked up, but that, that's like, you know, because it's Saturday. I mean, that's Saturday. It'd be, I mean, we're all thinking probably still going to go with the star studded at 11, Tawas Calientes. We'll see how that one goes as well. Um, it's always one of those things is difficult to kind of predict ahead of time, but we'll be back next week. We'll, we'll talk about that as well. We'll, we'll talk about Nicaxo, how that things, how things went in regards to that aspect. Talk about Juarez. Um, and we'll talk about the upcoming games. I guess, you have very well, good so. camera camera quality, Ivan. What camera do you use? Um, I use my uh, my Canon a M50. Ah, the Canon. That's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Real it's a little good. bit of a tricky setup. Um, you gotta run two wires and cables and yeah, yeah, um, I'll, yeah stick, I'll stick with my yeah. with my Logitech webcam. Fine. There you go. Then yeah, maybe yeah, maybe upgrade the mic a little bit, but that was worth it. I definitely gotta get a mic to get a mic to upgrade. I mean, if, I, I think a very a moderate mic would be like 80 bucks. 
close to yeah. 100. Close to 100. You, you, actually, this, we live in a day and age where you got some really good quality uh, stuff out here for less than 100 bucks. So. Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Maybe, Alrighty maybe, then. Maybe the Eagle Eye Pockets can like supply. supply some supplies. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll talk to the, uh, we'll, we'll talk to our accountant, which mm. is just uh, Dylan. So we'll Cowboy see if Dan. he's a, uh, yeah, Cowboy Dan. It can, if, if, if you know, the, we can split, uh, split it one way or another. So we'll, I'm sure he's willing to cover it. He's fine. He's, you, he's Cowboy you Dan. Know, you know who would cover this? Federico V. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my God! <laughs> well, with the money he was making in America, yeah, he yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, I don't think he's making that same money at Leon. Uh, but alrighty then. Okay, gentlemen, I think that does it for us here. We bored these people enough. Um, hopefully, you guys were able to answer the bonus question. Um, if you guys haven't, I'll put it on one more time in the chat so you guys have that. Question will be up for another hour or so. Um, so if you guys haven't done so, answer the question. We'll post the leaderboard again next week. A uh, new question will drop on Thursday. So make sure you guys follow us over on Twitter. Uh, like I mentioned, this is going to be a lot of fun throughout the season. So should be fun. Should be good. And um, and yeah, well, um, I like playing saying goodnight. Uh, goodnight to you, my good sir. Uh, goodnight to everyone, really. Actually, you get an amazing job. Love hearing from you guys, whether it's Louis, Chris, um, AP Jr., uh, Midwestern Cholo, G. I, I mean, oh, all of you guys, thank you so much, Ricardo. Uh, it's just, it, it's great. It's great hearing from you guys. Great seeing you guys. So again, thank you so much. Uh, thank you, AJ. Thank you, Christian. Hopefully you guys are staying warm out there in, in, in the cold, cold New York night. Let's try my best. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> all right, then. Well, thank you guys. Keep up to date. Everything on Twitter. We'll be back next week. Talk all things Cuba America. Uh, be safe. Stay warm. Uh, and as always, Arriba America. Good night. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.